Rescue the Fosters is about changing the foster system. We want to ensure every child has a safe environment to grow and become healthy, successful adults. Additionally, when I was in the foster care system, I had to defend for myself. Rescue the Foster is here to empower the youth aging out of the system and offer resources to ensure they are not dependent on the government. What we observed was that children become institutionalized and end up in prison and providing the government with more funds. Rescue the Foster will provide coaching, resume writing, interview skills, professional attire for interviews, budgeting, applying for college, and obtaining housing. We want these youth to live the most free, successful life possible. It is their right and our responsibility to ensure that our future kids and grandchildren can live happy lives. Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Welcome to Red, White, and Boom, Rescue the Fosters edition. A special Tuesday night edition, actually, with my co-host Sylvia Beachy from Rescue the Fosters. How are you, Sylvia? I'm good. How are you, Gina? Doing good. Um, I feel like uh, I haven't talked to you all day. Right. Whatever. <laughs> we, we were literally texting and talking pretty much right. the entire day. So we have to pretend like we didn't do that so it looks professional, but... <laughs> no, we, we have were another, working the whole time. We, we were. We had a busy, busy day. Um, so we have another great guest on, another horrendous story, um, another one of those stories where you just can't believe it could possibly happen in the United States of America. But folks, it is. And we are all about advocacy here and changing the systems that are. Uh, we don't think they have to be that way forever. So we are working diligently with lots of different great patriots in this country to change all of this. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and read our guest bio. I'm gonna put up a picture also of her beautiful family. Oh, I almost I almost clicked on the wrong one. Uh, <laughs> that would have been Nancy Schaefer. That would have been, <laughs> that's a whole different, that's oh, a whole God. different story. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> send uh, me that too. <laughs> yeah. Lauren Cup was living an otherwise normal life in the heart of America when the unthinkable happened. In August of 2021, Lauren's eldest daughter confided in her that a father of her best friend had molested her. As any other mother would, Lauren proceeded to file a report with local police that very day. Subsequently, her life since has become a living hell due to threats and harassment. She has been terrorized by the police and Department of Children's Services without just cause. Lauren has become a voice of advocacy and is exposing the corruption within her own state of Indiana. Lauren Cup. Welcome to Rescue the Fosters. How are you? Thank you. Um, I'm doing great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, we are pleased to have you on tonight, and we are very excited to hear your story. And when I say excited, I, don't, I wish we didn't have to speak of this right. story. But again, it's another tragedy and, and, and an injustice of all. But, but the other part of this thing is the terroristic part of it. This is domestic terrorism. And yet, this is what the very CPS system claims that the parents are doing is is these domestic type style terroristic tactics and it's not that at all it's it's an organized strategic attack against families in this country and you're just another link in that chain so lauren can you uh let's just start at the beginning let's let's yeah. hear your story 
So uh, back in August of 2021, that's when my daughter, who was, uh, let's see, she was 12, 11 at the time, 11, almost 12, um, she confided that she was molested. Um, and I filed the report that same day. Um, and then come to find out the best thing that they could do after the forensic interview was a um, protective order was to for us to file a protective order against the man. 1015 of 2022 protective order was filed or granted in 21. Uh, he violated it in 1015 of 2022. Uh, okay, how do you say away? Oh, um, what do you mean he violated it? So he was filming the kids. That's when I reported it to the police, the violation. He was how filming, was he filming them? So uh, with his uh, cell phone camera. And so my nephew is actually on the protective order as well. I'm not on it. Uh, my nephew, who's 17, and then my daughter, who's 13 now. Okay, I just want to stop for a minute. When he was recording them, were, were they at his house? Were they outside? No, they like, were riding the four-wheeler around, like, the, around the neighborhood. So they just passed by. There's like a stop sign, and their kids ran out in front of the four-wheeler. So they had to stop. And they admit mm -hmm. that in the police report, but that's here nor there. But, yeah. Okay, so, I'm just trying to get a yeah. understanding of how this is. Yeah, so, yeah, it was reported, and that's when the police... Uh, denied taking the report. Okay, so, so the, the police refused to take the report? Uh-huh. Okay. And do you have the police officer's name who refused it? Yep, Landon Hartley. With the Landon? Uh-huh. What was the last name? Hartley. H-A-R. Oh, gosh. Uh, I may have said H-A-R-I-N-O-T-L-E-Y. L-E-Y. L-E-Y. Hartley, so Hart and then L-E-Y. And I've got his badge number and stuff I can send you off. Okay. And, and so his wife happens to be the crime analyst at the Cumberland Police Department, I found out. And she oh. took my Freedom of Information Act request. Um, did he say why he refused to take the report? Um, he said my, so my mom was adamant showing them that they had, you know, they had a protective order and a minor child in the state of Indiana under 14 years old of age, they have to take the report. So he said that in the report that she did not have enough evidence of such violation. But at that time, he doesn't get to make that call. Yeah. Okay. All right. Continue. So, yeah. So then that's when, um, I guess, uh, so November came around and I got the, I had my mom go in the courthouse and get it on recording that there was no court hearing ever for this protective order that was granted based upon a preponderance of evidence that he molested my daughter. Um, he's a threat and all these awful things. So I find out that and this, uh, this friend of mine who I met is Homeland Security. And he's like, there had to be a court hearing. There had to be, no, there was no court hearing. I found out. Um, but anyways, man violates it, and I've been harassed since. So it's like charged for, you know, abuse of power, I guess. Mm -hmm. A good way to put it. Um. So your daughter had a forensic interview, correct? 
Correct, at Zoe's place. And so happens the entire Cumberland Police Department happens to be part of Zoe's place board of directors. And they even started Zoe's place. The people that are trying to prosecute me are the same people that did not give my daughter any victim's rights. Which do you want to um Brent do you want to name any of the board of oh, yeah. uh, directors? Oh yeah. Uh Brent Eaton. So he's a founder of it. He's trying to prosecute me. Um, and then at, um, Amy, what is his title? So he's the he's the deputy or the prosecutor. He's above the he's the prosecutor in Hancock County. He's the one that prosecutes all the child molesters. I've got I don't know how many articles. That he's so he's a DA. No, he's a so the DA. Oh, he's the prosecutor for the DA. He's just a prosecutor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the deputy prosecutor who didn't give my daughter any victim's rights and she never spoke to her, who happens to be a sexual assault response team person or something, um, has never spoke to my kid or me for that matter and won't answer my phone calls. But her name's Amy Hearing and it's H-E-R-R-I-N-G-Y. And she was also founded this Zoe's Place. It's also the only unaccredited CAC by the NAC or the what's that the National Children's Health Alliance or National Children's Alliance so it's not accredited and it's not even an affiliate member is it a nonprofit? yes okay all right if you want to post any links that we discuss in this you yeah, can post absolutely. Zoe's place so mm -hmm. what was the results of the forensic interview so the man just, I mean, they called me and said, the detective called me, Detective Mark Wagner. He called me and I'll never forget it. He said, there's nothing we can do. He's likely going to hire an attorney. You know, your daughter admitted that he was touching her up her breast when he would swing her on the swings and admitted, you know, there's some other stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, he had he wore no underwear and made sure she knew about it. He pulled down his pants, exposed himself to her, took him to a a, a pole or a, a polka dot mini barn. Like, I don't know. They, he got her to sneak out of my parents' house, which is like not like my kid at all. Um, yeah, so to get her to do that, I mean, I'm telling you, the kid does not go any, I mean, by herself. So, to get her to do that was pretty shocking. Um, so then the wife leaves a voicemail message the day I filed the report asking my mom not to, and I'll post that in the links too below, uh, asking my mom not to file charges and that he's been more of a father to my daughter than her own father. And, and she works for the state of Indiana, by the way, I found out. So what was her name? Um, uh god and i would draw a blank um how could i it's okay if you don't remember um orlaska kelly orlaska sorry i had to think for a minute so she's yeah, a was... trauma and uh trauma something therapist developmental therapist for infants and children so like the state for infants and children yep Do you have the name of her? Yeah. Uh, so, of her employer? Yeah. So like Head Start is who she's contracted through, but Children's, uh, yeah, I'll put it in the chat because I don't want to get it wrong. Okay. Yeah. 
And that is the wife of the accused, right? Of the yeah, I mean guilty based upon a preponderance of evidence in a civil courtroom, so guilty, right? So why was no charges brought against him? You tell me. That we were mailed a protective order. So I got a phone call and he said, look, the like, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's uh, the likelihood of him talking is pretty unlikely. I begged the man to take him for no trespassing. I said, just please, if you, do you have any kids? He doesn't. He's like 20. I don't know. Maybe he's my age, actually. He's 35. So he has no kids. But anyways, I begged him to take him for no trespassing because there's witnesses, adults that saw him banging on my parents' windows, trying to get to the kids because they rode by his house on bikes. And one of them said pervert. One of them said weirdo. Well, he started chasing them. That's what proposed her to tell because she's like, mom, he was like this close to getting a hold of me. So she ran inside, locked the door. Luckily, my nephew was home who's 17 and he's a pretty big boy. Um, Luckily, he was home. Um, but yeah, they were all sorts of freaked out. So there was witnesses to that. And I don't know why. He, so he called me back and he said, look, he hired an attorney. He's not going to talk. That's the best thing I can do is a protective order. That's when I said my dad would be over there and shoot him before he ever violated the protective order. But here we sit. And I mean, luckily, my kids are with me. But the other side of things is, that, you know, um, they couldn't be with, you know what I mean? And, and that's, mm -hmm. that's what I look at, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Lauren, so was there any, um, was there any ring footage or anything like that? Did you have any video surveillance when this happened? Um, so the, uh, the cut, there's a cop that lives next door. He would not give the surveillance footage of his backyard. Really? At the pool. Yeah. And that wow. was next door to the abuser. Uh-huh. He's friends with him. I mean, I'm telling you, I've called everybody up to the U.S. Marshals on recorded calls, and nobody will even document it. What is their excuse? I don't know. I'm just like, what are I? I've never been so perplexed at people's responses. Well, we don't do that at this office, and I'm like, ma'am, I'm reading right here that that's, you know, like, could if she was dead, would that make a difference? Like, I'm not. I'm not understanding this whole process, really, to be honest with you. I'm quite perplexed myself. The FBI tells me they can't look up the police report. I said, I don't even want to see it. Look, you guys can just look at it. I've already seen it. But you guys can look at it. And if you can't see, you know, the screaming, you know, outlines of incrimination on their own of the officers, then. And it's not even that. It's just, you know, like I gave them a chance to take. I mean, they could have said, hey. We'll go back in and take the report or something. I mean, I called the chief of police. I called, I mean, you name it, before I ever got to the U.S. Marshal's office. So I did give him a chance. I mean, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. And surely I never dreamed, I'll be honest with you, never dreamed that the world was like this. So then I got on Twitter or TikTok and that's when that CPS worker went viral. And then I'm like, oh my God, I just learned like the dark web that I've never been on because- Wait, go back. What, what happened with this? What happened with the CPS worker? Oh yeah. Um, 
So she didn't like the fact that I knew my rights and I was going to play by my rules and not hers. And so I encourage everybody to know your rights when it comes to CPS. Actually, the news just did a thing on it's nothing against the police. It's nothing against CPS, but you need to know your rights. So mm -hmm. she came uh, or called. Then she came, I don't know, twice in one day and like a football. It's crazy. So then she slams this, holds a court hearing. I mean, I've communicated with her because we had a death in the family and stuff. So, I mean, back and forth via text message or recorded phone call, either or. So, like, you know, like I've updated her and I'm like, you know, these are whether it's false or not. I know you guys have to make contact. Well, then I find out, oh, they put a warrant out for Lauren's arrest. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, I can't meet with DCS because then they're going to take, you know, no, that's not going to happen. What was the uh, warrant for? No trespassing. Shocker, <laughs> huh? Oh, no trespassing I, for what? I'm where? Uh Oh, the child molester's house. I get a phone call from the same detective on 10 20, Let Left me a voicemail, but he's not even part of the police report. Left me a voicemail asking me about the events that happened on the 15th. I've tried to call him ever since that day, asking him about those events that happened other than the failure to report the minor child protective order that he recommended we filed. And even his name's recommended on that uh, petition to file. My mom wrote down, Sergeant Mark Wagner recommended that we file these reports. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so they're siding with the abuser. Oh, mm -hmm. they have been this entire time. They've covered for him. And I don't understand how deep, it can't just be the wife. It's got to, I mean, I found out, I mean, they're all connected. The entire Greenfield, Hancock County is all board of directors of this Zoe's place. And the fact my daughter, I didn't know anything. I begged them to go to, because um, there was, I mean, I live like 45 minutes away from Hancock County now. So they've sent the cops out here, you know, uh, I don't know how many times. Uh, it's crazy. Hiding the, you know, covering the camera. That's what the DCS worker did, slap the paperwork. In front of the camera, no contact with me, my kids, nobody, um, and then drops the case. So, what I was her name? Uh, Tissa Ridgeway. What, what is it? Tissa, T I S A, and then Ridgeway, R I D G E W A Y. Okay, and then so she just showed up on your door and then dropped the case yeah she showed up a few times so she first showed up 10 31 of 22 um and then she showed up several times i mean like three times in one day i've got her on adt one time she looked like she went to a colts football game and then she comes up with like war paint on her face like she's getting ready to fight um and then she tries to open my door and that's when i'm like oh my god you got to be kidding me she really tried to open my door I, Wait, she I mean, knew you were she knew you were inside the house and she was trying to like this is the front I mean, door. I was being real quiet, but she probably heard okay. something, I'm sure. I mean, I have dogs, but I don't think she knew I was inside, but I mean, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to answer the door. So what was her oh, excuse when she came to the door? Like what was her reason? I I asked him what the, no, I mean I asked him what what the allegations were. So my so I had taken my son to the hospital right after I picked him up from daycare and he was all groggy and I took him right after my friend actually her son went to same daycare so I took she's like you got to take him 
So I took, I sent her a video. I took him right after, I mean, 20 minutes. He was in the ER, sent home with me. I don't know who called DCS, but I would assume it was not the daycare, but I don't know. It could have been, uh, it could have been the lady that works for the state or I don't know, but it, I was shocked. Honestly, I've dealt with um, DCS a couple. I mean, I know my rights when it comes. So a friend of mine, Whitney told me once they come in your life, they never go out of your life. And that was before I had kids. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget that. And to this day, it still re remains true. And yeah. I've seen it happen. And now I've seen a whole other side of it. And she was very aggressive. Like I've never seen DCS be so like a stern, like, I'm just going to, so I said, if you want to go get a court in here, like we legit had a death. And so I sent her the, the funeral information, everything. No, she's like, well, I'm just going to go get a court hearing to hold my assessment. I'm like, okay, if that's what you feel you need to do, but they never served me with court paperwork. And then said, if you want to talk about the failure to appear and blah, 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 but then they dropped the case. Okay. Well, I'm glad they dropped it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good thing. They dropped the case, but I guess what I'm more concerned with taxpayer dollars. Yeah. Like, there, and there was never a, there was never a thorough investigation of your allegations. It really? <laughs> like, Thank you. That's Thank ridiculous. You. That's what I was going to say too. Like, did you ask her why they were not uh, investigating the allegations that your daughter had made against? Um... Oh yeah, I did on a recorder call. He said, uh, actually his, her supervisor, Mike McNear stated um, he could see the record that was less than a year ago. So I said, do you understand? Like, so Lindsay Shaw from, she no longer works with DCS. So they have to get involved when this happens or whatever. So they released her whatever. So that was a, a year ago, almost to the day. And so I'm like, can you see that report in there? And he's like, yeah. And I said, so do you understand like why I, I don't want to recirculate this with my child again? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it being less than a year old, wouldn't you think that, you know, I don't know. So he's like, yeah, I can see it, but I can't make reports for other counties. Cause I said, well, here's the other issue. You know, this man's violated the protective order and yet nobody's doing anything. So I tried to report to him and he's like, I can't take reports. I can't go out of like County. And I'm like, okay, well then what are you for? Right. I Sylvia, mean, does, does Zoe's house remind you of CC kids in any aspects? Well, no, it's a different because it's a forensic interview. So it's actually for sexually abused kids, sexually, mm. sexually trafficked, sexually abused kids. So they are keeping okay. up with the sex trafficking that's going through their, their area. So, but the fact is, this is another thing that I say to look at the board of directors because the board of directors are made up, as she said, everybody in the town. Mm -hmm. So if if they are protecting this man, there is a reason they're protecting oh, yeah. this man. Like it, he should have been arrested. He there should have been an investigation. If um, and didn't you also state to me that there was more than just your daughter that uh -huh. has accused this man? Yeah. So how many kids have accused uh, the man? See, there's four that I know of, and then he has two little girls. And there's kids that live next door. Uh, they're younger than my daughter. So God, by now they're probably maybe 11 and 10. 
Do you know his occupation, Lauren? Um, well, he used to be a manager at Jason's Deli. Now he works at some outdoor sports place. He is a very odd man. Uh, and you can see it in his eyes. And I know what my dad meant when he said that. I could see it in his eyes. You, there's no doubt. Well, I mean, okay. And I, I would agree that a lot of these people look like creepers. I mean, I get it. But, you know, we don't, we're not here to make false allegations yeah, no. just based on yeah, someone's no. looks. But I yeah. understand what you're saying, Lauren. But yeah. mm-hmm. the part that's very disturbing to me is that there was no investigation. And I think that's the, that's the right. core right now of this. Like, why in the world would the local police or even the county police not be investigating this man with several allegations against him? That makes no sense, which, I mean, you, I don't know how else you could look at this other than corruption. I mean, you, you've got to look at it and say, well, wait a minute, who's involved in this? Is there some kind of, you know, weird pedophile ring going on or something? And again, it's just, you know, I'm just throwing things out there, not saying this is actually going on. But we've seen it. This is kind of all too common throughout this country mm-hmm. where it looks like when, when law enforcement isn't doing their job, there's a reason they're not doing their job. Because right. any good cop, and trust me, I have lots of great cop friends, some some yeah. retired, still in the force. They're great cops. They do their job. And I'm thankful for that. And I'm thank you know, I'm I, I love our cops. But when they're not doing their, their part and they're part of the system, the corrupt system, something has to be done. Somebody's gotta step up to the plate. I mean, internal affairs should be looking at this for crying out loud of all things. I mean, they're not gonna investigate several allegations have been made against this man and internal affairs doesn't get involved and say, why aren't we looking at these cases? Why let who's in charge of this case? I mean, I don't understand it. That doesn't make any sense unless there is some kind of collusion. Connection. Yeah. There's a connection. Yeah. I mean, they only, they would, there's only one reason they would be protecting him. Um, And he doesn't sound like he's an elite person. No. He doesn't sound like he's a wealthy man. No. Um, he doesn't sound like that his name is in the public eye, right? Like he's not no. a well-known person. Now, the prosecutors vary in the public eye about mothers against drunk driving, start Zoe's place about prosecuting all these child molesters. Now he is, which I think is odd, but I don't know. It's like how many people are involved. I don't know. So the yeah. prosecutor is outspoken against this stuff, but mm-hmm. completely against it. Does he ever speak of? Does he ever speak of police corruption? No, I haven't even spoken to him. Hmm. So yeah, something there's there's a missing piece here somewhere, and I, and I I think it's pretty easy to connect dots so far from what I'm hearing and from reading your story and you know, seeing some of your videos and things. So, okay, as it stands today, Lauren, aside from all the corruption, you've been pretty much confined to your house for the last several months due to fear, fear tactics. Can you explain some of those things that that have been done to you to cause this? Yeah, so um, I've had a couple of phone calls from uh, Department of Homeland Security, um, a couple other people, but... um, just warning me that I don't have enough money to fight this fight and I should just stop. Um, the police have came to my house numerous times, um, covered my camera and just rang the doorbell over and over or hid behind the camera. And I could see it was a cop just because his um, American flag. I'm like, why aren't you showing your badge? Like, why aren't you showing your face? 
and then he stood back so I couldn't read his badge on the camera. Um, the 1020 at night thing and then ringing the stand for over 35 minutes and then they don't say anything, but they're just ringing the doorbell, covering the camera, no cop cars outside either. Um, so sorry to interrupt Lauren again, but okay. So they're outside They're They're doing all this harassment, but they never produce any documents, any warrants. They don't even make their presence known other than ringing a bell and knocking on yep. the door. Yep. That's, Not that's very strange. Minutes into the video. And then he says, sheriff's office search warrant and knock six times. And then they left. And then there was never another issuance of a warrant. Wow, There's no that. no paperwork, nothing. Hmm. That is very strange. Like if there's and, a search warrant, why didn't you leave it? Or what, if what, there's something, leave well, it. This is going to be an odd. Say, why didn't they? Yeah, why didn't they uh, knock the door out? If, exactly. This is going to be an odd question, but I mean, have you ever had any other runs run-ins with the cops in your life? Like, you know, drunk driving or, you know, anything Seven years ago, I had a DUI. That's the only thing on my record. Okay. And there was no harassment after that or any other. Nope. Nope. Nothing. And no vendettas against you in the town. Nope. Like wow. I literally just moved here. I mean, literally I just moved and bought my house in 2021 and it had mold. So I had to have it remediated. So then um, we didn't get to move in until uh, October and I've literally, I work from home. We don't, <laughs> you know, like we'll, we used to go out with my neighbor to the Mexican restaurant, but that's about it. Like we live 45 minutes away from there now. So it's not even, you know, like we used to go over there all the time to my parents' house, um, which is obviously the neighborhood that he lives in. So that was different, but then when we move so far away, it's like she started coming over here. My mom and dad did because of obviously my daughter didn't want to go over there. You know, a, a common thread we've seen in a lot of these stories is single moms. Mm -hmm. um, easy targets for these guys. Um, now, again, these are just I'm just throwing speculation out there. I'm not condemning anybody right. or convicting anybody yeah. in the public eye. But well, it no, does actually, seem strange that this happens quite a bit. You're actually onto something because uh, there's a Title Four, uh, 4D, 4E video out there. And it was the program was actually created for with single moms in mind. And then Sylvia, what they did. Explain the, the Title Four just so people know what that is. Yeah. So that's basically Title Four E. Well, there's 4D, there's 4E, but it's basically where the funding comes. That's your grant money, where it comes from for the foster kids, for child support. Uh, but this program was created with single moms in mind. Um, and it was created so that, that dads could pay, they could collect uh, child support from the dads. Uh, for the single moms but what they started doing and this is this is this is actually documented I can post a video under here but what they did was they uh, actually started targeting the single moms because single moms don't have the money they don't have the money to fight and they don't have the protection of a husband right it's 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 disgusting it's absolute, it's mafia tactics, Gestapo type things. And it's, 
It's a shame that it's happening here in America, and it's got to stop. And, you know, the good cops got to stand up to this stuff. There's got to be guys in that department that know this is going on. I mean, this is not, you don't just bury that under the rug. And, and the other ironic thing that I find is these guys come out after dark. That's right. when the criminals on like doing night. their, their, yeah, on a school, yeah, school night. Wow. Hmm. All right. Well, sorry. I didn't mean to get on a little trailer, but I, I just sometimes I like to yeah. think out loud because I yeah. do see some commonalities amongst all these cases we, we look at. And it does seem that the, the single mom is definitely a target. And, and with Sylvia explaining the title four, it's there's definitely connections. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Everything so, is connected. So, Lauren, so you, you've been confined to your house. You've been confined to your house. Now, tech, we have to make this clear to the audience. You're not like on some kind of house arrest or anything. No. This is this is strictly oh, your own decision because of fear yes. of tech, you know, whatever these guys might might do to you or your children. So 100%. what about the guy that the accusations are against? I mean, what the allegations, where is he at? Is he just roaming around? You said he was working. Yep. He's got a new job. OK, do you ever see him yeah. walk in the neighborhood? So he lives in my parents' neighborhood. So we live now okay. 45 minutes away from him. So we used to not. We used to be like 10 minutes away. And then when I bought my house, that's when we moved. Are you aware of any new allegations against this guy in that neighborhood? Um, no. I just, he's just definitely the, uh, he's known as the neighborhood. You know, he rides bikes with all the little girls and hmm. you know he's the great dad the cps worker i'll never forget she said this is a typical textbook child molestation case i mean he's literally groomed her and you know obviously mm -hmm. did we say his name uh derek orlaska and it's o-r-l-a-s-k-a -A. and it's d-e-r-e-k He's 43 years old. Was this a rural town you were living in or is this a bigger city? So, um, come, uh, now it's a bigger city. I mean, um, no, it's not like a rural town. Um, uh, no, I would not consider it like out in the country. No. Mm -hmm. And did, was this guy ever like, hanging around schools or anything like that that you were aware of? Oh, he goes to the park all the time. So there's like a park that goes through uh, that my parents, like, I don't know, they build a whole walk uh, trail behind it. Um, and he goes there all the time. So my dad came home one night, like, for example, right before I called, my dad came home at night. And it was after dark. And he's like, where's Bella at? And Bella was spending the night there. And she said he went to go, she went to go get ice cream with the girls and Derek. Well, my dad, for some reason, grabbed his pistol. I don't know why. And went looking for her, I guess, and found him walking down the street. And they were holding hands. So he was like, um, get the fuck in the car or you know what, in the car. Wait, um, wait, wait. And... Time, time, time out. Rewind just a second. Just so I'm clear. So yeah, that guy was holding your, your daughter's mm -hmm. hand? Mm-hmm. And that was after she had made the allegations and after she had had the forensic interview. Yeah, that was right before. That's before right before? Yeah, okay. that was like the night before. Okay. Hmm. Now, do you think, I mean, this, I know this is a weird question, but I've seen this before and heard this before. That sometimes, you know, kind of like Stockholm 
syndrome where the victims kind of like might fall in love with the perpetrator or they think they're in love or something. I mean, do you think that your daughter ever had any like affection for this guy? And he was like six when this started. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's disgusting. So this guy is just a pedo garbage. Like it's disgusting. And so he's holding her hand. She's probably just trusting him. Like, you know, some authority type figure. I mean, our dad's not, you know, like Mm -hmm. I get, I mean, I'm, friends with but no i've raised my kids by myself so um yeah so i guess he you know reeled her in like i don't groomed her in i don't know about i've never i i grew up a normal like Mm -hmm. if i could give my daughter my childhood i would Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. great parents and just a great neighborhood and safe and yeah Mm -hmm. gosh i'm so sorry that's happened lauren that's just uh terrible absolute nightmare for any parent so where where are we now i mean i I, are you going to continue to try to prosecute this guy and and try to take it through other means there's no doubt so um i've uh, now i mean uh there's no doubt now i can't stop uh i don't know it's i don't know if it's god in me telling me but i just have some sort of motivation that um I mean, these guys, at one point I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to break down. And everyone's like, that's exactly what they want you to do. No, you're not. And I'm like, you know what? I've been through too much. Like I've accomplished too much to let this break me down. It gives me motivation. So I'm thankful for Tissa Ridgeway and covering my camera because had it not been for her, I would have never met the people that I have met. Um, honestly and i would have never opened my eyes because when i heard human trafficking i'm like or sex trafficking i'm like no not in america not in the united states like only by the borders maybe or something i don't know and i'm not i didn't grow up like some sheltered life either you know so for me to see that and then you know like megan walsh i hear her story and then some i'll get in touch with you know and then this other girl in cps in evansville so it's just like, so no, I'll advocate for these kids until I die. There's no doubt. Hey, I have a question. Have you reached yeah. out to the other uh, kids' mothers? Like, have you reached out to the other victims of this man? Um, yeah. So, well, one of them was a, is a dad. And he's like, I really don't want to get involved. Uh, that was the one where they he just went in their house. And he wasn't home. The dad was at home. Just my daughter and then her friend. And I just don't know how you disregard all these allegations uh, against somebody. I mean, when you've got neighbors that are like telling you adults, I've seen him, you know, like, you know, just weird things. And I really didn't get, honestly, I was so fed up with it and dealing with uh, everything that it was just like too much. I didn't really know what to expect. So I didn't know all the laws that were really broken until I found the protective order out and stuff and he violated it um, until I really read it and was like, oh, wow. And then my buddy is a cop and he's like, oh, no, he's broken this law, this law and this law. Mm. And then I started researching it and I'm like, oh, boy. And then I started calling for help. And then when nobody wanted to help, I'm like, well, that's odd. Like, I don't get it. Like, I mm-hmm. I don't understand. I, I mean, I figured like this would just be an easy fix. And everyone's right. like, oh, yeah, it'll be a lawsuit. I'm like, I don't want the money. Do you understand? Like, that's not going to pay for 
my mm. kid to feel protected. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Or safe by the police. Or is her mom safe? You know what I mean? Like the yeah. one person that has been there the whole time. You want to, I mean, I if I had a criminal history or something, my God. I'm like, come on, guys. It, it just really looks embarrassing on their part. I mean, I would not go to work the next day if I was one of those cops. I really wouldn't. Hmm. It, so, I mean, how- it's got to be embarrassing. Like, you're using your badge as your power, and it's not power. Like, it, mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I mean, if you kick down my door and kill me, so be it. But everybody knows that. You know, like, I don't know. I've never expected this, honestly. I don't live in a place where there's a lot of crime at all. So it's very odd. Yeah. Well, so Lauren, what is it going to take for you to feel comfortable to leave your home again? Um, I don't know. I probably am going to have to move. Hmm. I mean, everybody in the neighborhood, they've posted stuff. I mean, so... At this point, I mean, that was before all the, I mean, that was after the TikTok, but I mean, they've, they've posted some, I mean, and it's like, okay, I don't, I mean, I'll repost it. Like, I mean, what are you going to, like, if you want to make me look that bad of a person, I mean, go look at my hit criminal history, because I have not. Like, I've got an FBI background check, and I've got my mortgage lending license. Like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so, um you know, I, I tried to fight the criminal bat, you know, like the charges, I guess. Cause I'm like, well, I didn't do anything. So like, why wouldn't they just drop it? You know what I mean? Like they haven't even mm-hmm. talked to me. And then when they wouldn't and every attorney's like, Oh, just go turn yourself in. And I'm like, no, I didn't do anything wrong. If I did something wrong, then that would be different. But I haven't even talked to the cops. Like, are you kidding? Okay. Nope. Not doing that it. Would- that was the advice of some attorneys. Oh yeah, they all told me. Two of them I hired to go turn myself in. I'll get fingerprinted and they'll let me out. Well, I called the jail that night and I did not have a bond. I'm like, they are not gonna let me out. And my buddy's like, Lauren, once they've got you in their cu- you know, in their custody, they don't have to let you do anything. That's right. I, I, that's terrible advice. I mean, they can, yeah. That's a setup. That's a frame job. You already know they're corrupt. Why in the world would you go there to get fingerprinted? And, uh, and I still don't understand what the charges are. Like, well, even, for you trespassing? You yeah, know, trespassing, trespass. but even then, you know, like, how could you, even at, like my kid's dad's got a longer list of felonies. Like, he's on the run. Like, even then, they don't come after him. And he lives in the one of the worst counties there is. So I'm like, what <laughs> in the world? It's like the bad guys get away with it and the, the right. people trying to right. live law-abiding lives are, are taken into custody and dragged you to the You know, mark. it's just God's way of opening my eyes to a whole other world. Mm-hmm. I just have to take mm-hmm. the good from it. Yeah. I would love to I would love to say we live in a world where, you know, justice is being served and everybody's doing what they're supposed to, but the more you dig into this stuff, I mean, I've only been really involved for about a year yeah. now, and I got to tell you, it's just, I, I knew a lot of stuff going into this. I know way more than I ever thought I would now. Yeah. And it really is upsetting that we do not have a just, a fair justice system in this country at this point. It is very, it is set up towards, mm-hmm. well, set up towards the rich. They're, they're definitely favored. And um, if you're just someone trying to work a nine to five and raise a family, you're the bad guy. 
And it's, it's a shame it's gotten to that point. I don't think it's going to stay this way forever. I think there is good things on the horizon for America, yeah. but, but it's people like, like you, Lauren, that are just standing up and saying, wait a minute, I did nothing. This guy was groping yeah. my daughter for crying out loud. And I can't get justice for this. I can't get anybody to even look at it. Like, right. this is, but this you is where we're at. Me and I have no crime. Right. Like what? <laughs> for trespass. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's. I don't know. It gets it gets old hearing the stories over and over again. But this is what it takes for people to wake up, unfortunately. Uh, but I, I think they I are mean, waking I, up. Thank you for, you know, having me on it, because I'll tell you, I didn't know anything about this side of the system. I mean, I had, you know, dealt with DCS as far as like people have called on me and I know my rights. Like mm -hmm. I know not to open the door and stuff. So, I mean, um, when it comes to that, but then I never knew any of this until I met Megan Walsh and I saw her story and then I saw, and it was just like too much. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't stop. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, right. I can't believe this is really happening. I cannot believe it. Well, and it sounds crazy because it, like, I mean, why, yeah. why wouldn't a police take a, a, a report where, and why wasn't the man charged? Why wasn't he investigated? Why is he being protected? Protective order, mm. right? It doesn't even Makes make no sense. sense. You gotta, no, you gotta find him guilty if he's based mm -hmm. upon a preponderance of evidence. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the weirdest thing I've ever. That, that's there has to be. I mean, there's uh, there is a connection somewhere. I don't know where it's at. I have my suspicions, but you know that's all just hearsay, right? We can't throw speculations out yeah. there, and you know if they don't stick. But I yeah. gotta say, it's there. I I don't know. It just seems like a very similar pattern that we see in other towns of this corruption, and 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 I don't know if it's just a good old boy club of pedos that like hanging out and doing sick things to children, or there's a lot of and there's always money involved. I know that's part of it, but mm -hmm. I don't know. It it seems like there should be higher authorities in the state of Indiana. The governor should be looking into this kind of corruption with the police departments. If there's if that's you know, just two years ago, three years ago, we're talking about all the crimes on, on black folks, right? And and they were ready to defund the police. Well, we right? actually have these cops diddling little kids and, you know, protecting the pedophiles. Like, come on, yeah. it's got to do something. And I, I'm not saying defund police. I would yeah. never say defund. I am not for anarchy. But it's, there is there is a time when we have to stand up and say, wait a minute, something's wrong. There's We got some bad apples. I know there's like three groups here in in or in indianapolis like pci to catch a predator um and he goes and he just like he's not the police he just is a civilian and like lures in people and goes and meets them and he's like hey dude mm. you know like he's some big dude vigilante he's like, I've, I've i've actually seen that guy yeah i've seen him on some yeah. videos mm -hmm. but yeah. i mean so it's like if the civilians are out here doing it are you kidding like what uh, i just don't I have, I have a hard time, you know, I get the corruption when it comes to like what they're gaining from drugs or money and stuff like that. I just have a hard time with kids and then right. people not knowing their rights is like, you know, like they just, uh, it's so important. Very Do you want to list some of those rights out so people will maybe, um, yeah, I mean like, our, uh, you know, like, uh, Easy's mom, you know, I felt so bad. They just break you down so bad. You just don't open your door to anybody. 
Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they can call you because your grass is too long and they don't like it. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and then the next thing you know, you, that woman was ready to take my kids. And I, I, I mean, I don't know for what, what was she going to take them for, but there was sure a paddy wagon with, or a, you know, an SUV and two women and a cop. So I have a feeling they were going to take my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they were going to do with them. I don't know. Like, I don't even want, I, I can't even go there. Like my mind, it's so hard. No, and then yeah, you, trying yeah. to help this girl in Evansville. That's why I'm like, I, I, it's awful. What has yes. the effect been on your children? Uh, being confined to the house and homeschooling and all that. Um, well, let's see. I know my daughter. So she's went to a couple friends' house um a couple times, but she's scared. Um, she's scared of the cops. Um, she's like, I'm afraid they're gonna shoot you. I'm like, Bella, we don't live in that type of world. You know, like mm-hmm. what I mean, I, I don't I just reassure her, like she she's like I you know, she blames herself. Um and it's not her fault. And I just keep telling her, you know, this is something good that can come out of this. You know, you know, this is something, you know. So I don't know. You know, I asked her before I even went public and posted that stuff about that DCS worker um, about the video that I posted. And it's just the ADT footage. So um, I asked her before I even posted that. Um, but she was scared, too. I mean, that's why we left, you know, obviously the state. But. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Boy, I feel so bad, Lauren. I, I mean, I it's we've had so many people on with similar stories and just the terror that's been perpetrated against them for no reason. I mean, these are just law-abiding citizens trying to live a, a life in you know rural America or or this, in any city, and they just pick on people. And I don't know. I, I I hope people start waking up and start seeing these shows or other people's podcasts with similar subject matter and realize. This is an epidemic. This isn't, this is systemic. I mean, it's not just something that happens here or there. No, it, th- this is a major problem. I mean, between the yeah. foster care system, CPS, corrupt police departments, corrupt judicial system in the, in the family law. I don't know. I, it's, it's, a, it's a daunting task for us, but um, I think we're making headway. I think we're, the winds are behind us right now. We're not really up against it anymore, but we need more eyes on it and we need more people sharing these broadcasts and these stories. Um, these are Absolutely. genuine people with, with yeah. genuine problems. So yeah. Any, Absolutely. anything else you want to add to it, Lauren, before we, we close up? Um, no, I just hope, uh, I thank you guys all. And I just want everybody to remember to protect yourselves. Don't open the door to anybody. Um, and just make sure you keep an eye on your kids because, um, yeah, it's just sad. Um, and I just, I, I pray everyone opens their eyes to um, what's going on and, and whether it, whatever point of view you have, um, just open your eyes a little bit um, because it opened mine a whole lot. And I thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Lauren, you want to add any of your uh, social media so people can find you? You yeah. see the evidence uh, you actually have? You have lots of evidence. so. Uh, yeah, I do. So I've got my TikTok. has got most of my stuff on it. That's at Stop Child Abuse 2019. Um, and then 
I can add my links in my in the profile if you uh, want. If you go ahead and just list them right here, Lauren, I'll listen to it again and then I'll uh, add them in the descriptions. Thanks. Yep. Um, it's at child at stop child abuse twenty nineteen is my TikTok. And then I think you've got oh geez my Twitter. I've got right? your Twitter. Yeah, I've got the Twitter. Do you have and a Facebook then, page or uh, yep. anything like that? Email. And my Facebook page is. So my email is in and then advocate2009 at gmail.com. And then Facebook page is child trafficking cover up by those sworn to protect Indiana. Sylvia, any last words? Any comments? This is... <laughs> Well, I just I want to say uh, that Lauren sick. has become an advocate in Indiana since uh, all of this started because I, uh, I've i started getting a few calls from Indiana and I've connected uh, some people, I've connected her with another person. So Lauren has become an advocate in Indiana. Yeah, and th this is what we see happens. I mean, most people that are abused by the system end up turning it around and saying, you know, well, I might as well make others aware and hopefully this won't happen to them. And I think that's what's great about America. We do have a lot of patriots and people that love this country and love each other and say, you know what? I can do something. It's something out of a horrendous situation. I'm going to turn, you know, turn it into good. And I think, you know, that's what triumphs over this evil is good. When we do uh -huh. good and we help each other, that will triumph and we will have the victory at, at the end of the day. So I just applaud you for that, Lauren, your courage and, and all that. I, I pray for the best for you and your children uh, and your safety. And, uh, uh -huh. you know, you know how you can reach out to us. You know where we're at, DMs and Rescue the Fosters. Thank oh, you. um, it. You're welcome. Sylvia, you want to go ahead and promote your website? Sylvia, by the way, by the way, Sylvia doesn't have enough. So Sylvia does not have enough hours in the day at this point. She is on the phone twenty four seven, pretty much. But go ahead. Sylvia, I know let's she do told it. me earlier I can't get off the phone. <laughs> it's rescuethefosters.org. And uh, there's a lot of great information at rescues rescuethefosters.org. Uh, it is growing by leaps and bounds. We are seeing all kinds of mm -hmm. different situations and getting a lot of information from people across this great country of ours. And I got to tell you, folks, it's going to blow up. Rescue the Fosters mm -hmm. is blowing up as we speak. And we are just we're, we're making great contacts with very uh, connected people. We'll put it that way for now. And we will be making you aware of that in the future. So we have lots of good things happening. Sit tight. Do your part, advocate, and hug your children. Keep them close to you. Don't let these these evil sickos uh, come in your house or, or try to do something terrible to your children. And this goes for the schools, the libraries. I mean, we're seeing all this garbage at the library and just absolutely horrendous what's going on. But uh, our children are our most precious amongst us. So let's protect them. Guys, thank you so much. Appreciate you as always. Lauren, thank you so much for coming out thank and spending time so with much. us. And uh, if, you have, if you have any follow-ups down the road and or anything happens, please let yeah, us know and we'll absolutely. we'll do another show, show with that. Have a great night, everybody. I'm going to go ahead and play our outro and then we will uh, see you what Thursday night, correct, Sylvia? Do we have a, our, one of our guests Thursday couldn't make night, it. But, yes, it's okay. uh, Rage, uh, oh God, 
Heather Ravencroft. <laughs> and this is another case in California where the judge has given the abuser the child. Uh, the the non-abuser has not had seen her child in, in, since before Christmas. Uh, but this is something that we are seeing over and over where the judges are siding with the abuser and not with the non-abuser. And they are treating the victim like they are the abuser. Mm. So we're just going to be calling those out on Thursday. Uh, I wish I could say it was uncommon, but unfortunately it's not. I know my neighbor, same thing. It's going on with her in a custody battle. Yeah. It doesn't make you'll sense. You'll have to tell me. Yeah, you'll have to tell me off here. Yeah. 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 Hang hang on, Lauren. I'm just going to go ahead and play our outro, and then we'll yeah. we'll talk after. Thank you for Guys, having me. You're welcome. Guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rumble and also on Foxhole and on Twitter. We love you guys. Please join us again Thursday night. I am also live tomorrow night, 730, with my Insight Live show with Matt, my co-host. And I wish I could tell you who our guest is going to be, but I really don't know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm unprepared. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize, but have a great night. Thank you. Yeah.